My name is Mitra Manesh. I'm a servant. I serve through teaching, coaching, consulting, or any other way that I can find to share what I know with those who want to know. And this Lights On podcast is one of those ways. It was created with consciousness and mindful living in heart. So join us as we travel through many roads of learning and transformation together. And if you enjoy our podcast, please give us feedback by rating us five star and share us with others if you think they may benefit from it. On behalf of my team, I thank you for your presence. This episode is about learning and how there are different levels of learning and how learning can be harmful for us. And uh, you may ask, how could learning and knowing be harmful? Um, It can be harmful when we conclude that knowing, learning, is enough. And that actually may stop us from going forward in that particular area that we think we have enough knowing. Um, I explain more in this episode, but let me just um, unfold this a little bit better so that um, it's clear what I'm talking about. When I don't know, say, about a subject that I want to know, I probably will uh, remember that I don't know, and if I'm interested, I will um, do my best to go and learn. But when I do learn, and as you know, learning is extremely um, inexpensive comparing to, for instance, when I was younger, and amazingly available. So that's an amazing um, difference between then and now. But let's say I go ahead and learn something, and now that learning may give me a false um, reliance on that knowing and on that learning, meaning I assume just because I know I have already incorporated my knowing in my living. So say, for instance, let's talk about something very logical. Say I learned something about accounting. And um, when my uh, accountant says this is the information, I say, oh, no, 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 I already know. I know that. I took a class in accounting and I'm quite familiar with that. So that knowing is fantastic. But if I don't incorporate it when I'm doing my taxes, it's really good for nothing. It's just information floating in my awareness, which actually may occupy a space for other knowing that may be more helpful. It only is useful when I incorporate my knowing, my learning, somehow with my behavior, my action, my life. And that is what we're going to be talking about in this session. Uh, very simple, and I think it's even short session, but extremely important as to how and if our learning is really assisting and supporting our growth in life. Let's take a listen together. So we learn at three different levels. We learn, so if I read something, I learned that. I call it identification level, identification learning. So now I have the language. You can read a book, 
you have the language and you know how the language of light and love and energy became a beautiful language. And so we all know when, when I used to teach um, the basic mindfulness at UCLA, I remember many years ago in person, uh, they called it MAPS one. it was the mindful awareness practices. Uh, so people would learn about all these alphabets of mindfulness. And the second week they would return, they said, yeah, I, I told fill in the blank. I told my partner, I told my mother, I told my colleague, because what happened was they learned it and immediately they wanted to tell other people. And they said, you know, I never realized how much, usually the comment was about somebody else, how much my mother is judgmental. So really, uh -huh. and by the way, my, my boss, oh God, he is just, just always, always. And they would just say all these stories about people. I said, that, that's great. Mm, did you notice what was happening in you? I said, oh, yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, yeah. Nothing worthy to share. <laughs> the sharing was how horrible my mom is and how judgmental she is. So the reason I say this is that that's a danger of learning at the identification level, which most of the world, and I can say that because of the state of the world we're in, not that I know most people in the world, know it at that level, which is extremely dangerous. Because first of all, we think we know. You become the I know it family. So you say to me, Mitra, do you know? I say, ah, I know, I know. I, I teach mindfulness, actually. I know. Okay. So, so I stop learning because I think I know. That's the first problem with that. The second problem with that is the learning at identification and at the just the surface level, level knowing allows me to observe people, judge people with that knowing. So now I have great names for it. You know how when psychology and therapy became a thing and now we have names and the people use it as a swear word, you know, He's so OCD. She's so multiple personality. Like, like everybody has names, you know, oh my God, he's just completely bipolar. And I'm thinking, you know, those are not swear words you're using very, very irresponsibly. Young people especially use that. And you say, what do you mean? I said, look, please be careful. These are conditions that were named by pharmaceutical companies. We have a pharmacist I know in the group. And, and, you know, they had a purpose for it. It wasn't supposed to be a swear word. It wasn't supposed to be a judgmental tool for me. It was supposed to be helping me to understand myself better. But that's the problem with knowing names, knowing things at this level. And this is the world we're going to end up with when we all know at this level. Go to Instagram and see how many people know things and how wonderful everybody, including banks, are using the exact vocabulary that you will find in a, in a monastery became a fundamental problem. So that's the first level of knowing, identification. I identify, learn vocabulary, names, categories. Oh my God, yes, I understand, I see it. But the second one is the one that we take it a little bit further for ourselves and we comprehend oh i get it i comprehend it 
now, either for other people or for myself, I can see that how much judgment is playing a role in my relationships, even in my love-based relationships. I can see. Some of you heard these stories that I share, but I remember in about 10 years ago, maybe, I started doing things at the Hammer Museum and, and um, Fowler Museum, uh, what I called mindful viewing uh, experience. So I created this mindful viewing. People would come, we will go to the gallery and I will invite them to pick a painting and then I'll do a gentle guided meditation so that they could see how their relationship is with the art, the artist and self. And one day he was actually quite busy. It was a Saturday and it was a free day for Hammer. And when we came back and then we would gather and, and we would just talk about our experiences. A young woman started sobbing. I never forget that. It, she just wouldn't stop sobbing. And, and I'm very uncomfortable. It's public. There are people sitting here. There are people watching her. So I, I, I asked her, does she want to share? And she said, yes. I said, what happened? She said, oh, my God, I never realized how judgmental I was. And when you said what's happening in your head, you know what I was doing? I said, no, tell me. She said, I was saying, what is this woman standing next to me? She doesn't look like she can even, she's even museum worthy. Like, do you know my subject was art? I know all about it. And then another man came and he said, hello, too loud. And I said, these people are not people that should be in the museum. He's talking too loud. And then a woman came and I said, what kind of a look is this? Do you wear this really? You got up from your bed. And she went on and on. she couldn't stop. And then she went on and on. She said, if you ask me, and she was this little fainty artist looking, you know, like, you know, lovely looking young woman. And she said, I freaked out. I freaked out because I was saying, what is she talking about judgment? I don't judge. And then this voice, my God, I was judging everybody. And she said, that didn't stop. We were, we were in the main museum. She said, I went to the artist, famous artist, centuries of praise. She said, I said, what kind of an art is this? My you know, nephew can do that. This is not called art. You just splashed some water and then some color. And then like, this is, this is really art. She said, my mind doesn't stop judging. And I said, all right, let's take a breath. How many people can relate to what she just said? Yeah, thank you. We all can. We do it in silence. You think I wasn't doing that? You think I wasn't really saying that in my head? Oh, like this person is like checking their phone. Why did you come to the group? Or if you want to check your phone, don't. Like I was doing exactly the same thing. But I knew it wasn't new for me. I'd done it for so many years. I had observed myself. And I could just, that's the difference. I could just say, okay, heard you. Thank you, frightened mind. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. I want to go somewhere else now. That was the only difference. She said, you too? I said, anybody in the room that didn't do that? No. Everybody was in their heart space and they were honest. And another man shared, another woman shared, another, you know, and then, then she said, okay, she settled down. I said, we do it. It's the conspiracy of silence. That's what it is. 
conspiracy of silence in our heads. I will never tell you if you promise you never tell me. And that's why we are where we are. So that's comprehension. She arrived at comprehension. I arrived at, at that group arrived at comprehension. Funny, most of that group came and took classes and we became a group on our own because we bonded by our vulnerability, our confessions. That's why every religion has a confession because it, it allows you to see yourself. I have to sit there and I say, this is what I did. So we go from identification to comprehension. Great place, but still not much has changed. I may suffer more. I now know how bad I do it. Now I know how bad you guys do it. So it just brings suffering. The third, the third and most important of our learning is where I will take you. And I will not let you be only at identification. That's why I asked everybody, please, please leave your knowing at the door. We don't need another book. We need the third aspect of learning, which is realization. When I realize it, make it real for me. So when I come to this group, when I go to my gathering after this, when I meet with my friends tomorrow night, I take my knowing with me. I guard myself with my knowing. And I say, I will go. That's where the attention comes from. I will go knowingly. I will hear my frightened mind. I will hear my judgment, but I will not act on it. I will be in charge. I will realize my knowing. I incorporate what I know with the way I show up in life. Otherwise, the pictures, the coats, the books will not help me. It actually, it sounds like I'm against learning. <laughs> I just realized that. It actually will defeat the whole purpose. I will stay with one statement. Please take one statement from today as you hear the wisdom of other people. And just do that tonight. One thing. One thing. And see how that works for you. Not 10 things. Not amazing. Do not go fly to sky. Stay here on earth. Take one thing and say, you know, today I'll just be very aware of my mindful listening. Just like I was in this session. I would notice where my mind is going, how impatient I am, how I'm saying, oh, five minutes is not up yet. I'm going to do that. So let me summarize what I just said. I said we learn at three levels. It is the identification, comprehension, and realization. Identification is at the physical level. It is at the surface knowing. Great place to start not a good place to reside. Comprehension allows us to get it. I get what you're saying, Mitra. I relate to that. Yes, I remember being judgmental. I remember being judged. I remember feeling, we're going to work with energy when we come back. 
I remember feeling if you say what, you know, there's nothing to say. I feel the danger and the danger comes from judgment. I'm sitting there and we said, hi, you look great, amazing. But I'm feeling like uh, my body's like this body is so intelligent. Why my body is like this? Why do we do this with our shoulders? Why, why, why we have jaw problems at night? Where did that come from? My grandmother didn't have guard at night. She kept her teeth till she left the world. Where did it come from? All these things that we know and all these things that we receive, all this access that we have, dangerous to have access without wisdom. Dangerous. Dangerous to know without realization. Dangerous to comprehend without doing something about it. What did you do about it is my question. That's what matters. That's what matters. So we're going to identify, and we're identifying, at least focusing, nothing new I'm going to tell you. We're going to get it, but we're not going to stop there. We're going to incorporate that with our own lives. We're going to do it day in, day out. I will not sit in the presence of another human being without being mindfully present, listening, speaking. Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.